Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... All right, this is a bonus episode, September 21st. I am doing a series starting with yesterday's episode on emotional intelligence because I think it's very important when it comes to investing. And so we're going to go all over the place. I'm flushing out content for my next book. And so I'm explore everything I have in my brain and codify it. But I think um, for the most part, it's going to be tools to help people get out of the way of their own emotions. Because uh, as I mentioned yesterday, like wealth building, it's all about emotional intelligence, you know, because the, the financial, the financial intelligence stuff is out there. Most people know everything they need to know about, um, you know, 80% of, you know, the financial that they need to know from an emotional intelligence standpoint. But let's, let's dig into it, right? Let's talk about imposter syndrome and how it affects your money. So imposter syndrome is basically not feeling like you are good enough. And that is, that is deep because if you, if you think about comfort, right? Comfort is where we feel comfortable. And so comfort can be, you know, if, if you've grown up in a household where you never had money, where money wasn't abundant, where people didn't invest, where you couldn't buy what you wanted, um, and you're trying to move to, and you say you want to move to a space where you are, you know, you have to assess first, like, where's your comfort zone? And if that's your comfort zone, if you're comfortable not having money, it's going to be a psychological struggle in the back. And the crazy part is it's in the background. It doesn't happen in the forefront because logically you're like, yeah, I want to have money and I want to have money. Like logically I want to have money, but your emotion, your emotional intelligence is comfortable, um, you know, with, with whatever your norm is. And so you, you, you want to do some deep work to address that because the close, the, the more money you have, the more you approach the, the, the dream lifestyle you have. And, and here's one part too. A lot of people won't even crystallize or put pen to a paper on what the actual amount of money is and what they would spend that money on because the imposter syndrome starts working hard. Let me give you a specific example. So I'll ask, you know, I'll ask people, hey, you know, how much money do you want to be financially independent? Or how much money do you want coming in to be financially independent? And almost everybody lowballs me. They give me a number that's smaller than what they make right now. And, and, and I have to tell them, hey, listen, you, you know, you're building a plan. And so when you build a plan, you can plan for what you want. There's no use to plan for what you need, right? Because we don't need much. When you're building a plan, you have to plan for what you want. But that imposter syndrome is strong. And even in that phase, it starts to start, start circuit it. So imagine, you know, as you have the money, as you're building investments, as things are happening, you know, in the background, our mind begins to self-sabotage, right? We, we may get comfortable, we may start saving less, or the market may do bad and it takes our account down and then we get nervous and we want to protect the gains uh, that we've built thus far, right? And, and that's what we tell ourselves, we're trying to protect the gains that we've built so thus far, but what it really is, is our brain is fighting 
um, the progress that we've made because we feel like we have too much relative to our uh, self-perception. We feel like we're an imposter. We feel like we don't deserve. We feel like people that have all that money, uh, they deserve it, but we don't. Here's the newsflash. I meet a lot of people with money. They have insecurities as well, right? I think, but the difference is, and, and they're human, the difference is they don't, they don't have as many insecurities as you around money, right? But they have other insecurities um, that, they, that they still struggle with, right? I mean, Biggie said it in the song, with more money comes more problems. And what that basically means is, you, you, you know, let's use a workout analogy, right? With, with a certain level of muscles, right? You, can, you may only be able to bench 100 pounds. But as you build your muscles, you get to a point to where you can bench 150, 200, 250, 300, 400, 500, right? And you keep getting stronger. Um, the same is true with emotional intelligence when it comes to, and specifically around money. The, 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 the more you improve your self-perception uh, in that area of what you expect you, you could have, the more you're going to attract and the more you can handle and the less that imposter syndrome uh, affects you. It also self-sabotage and imposter syndrome is around overspending. I mean, that's a big one. Um, a, a lot of, you know, a lot of people feel like, hey, um, you know, I, I, they, they, they self-sabotage by um, not wanting to really go there, but they want to show the signs of it. So they overspend to Peacock and, and, and like Peacock is, you know, whenever you have a Peacock trying to attract a mate, they get the big bright feathers, right? The male does to attract the female, right? That's peacocking. And people do peacocking with money. If they want, if they don't want to do what's required to have money because of the imposter syndrome, but they want to appear as they do, they begin peacocking. Uh, and that and that means like buying stuff that appears to that that's an appearance of wealth. So it could be, you know, uh, cars, watches, homes. And by the way, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with having nice homes, nice watches, nice homes. I'm not saying that. I'm saying. I'm saying uh, you want to analyze if you have no money in the bank and you're not building wealth and you have all those things, but you say you want to build wealth, then there's a, there's a, there's a disconnect somewhere and, and, and you owe it to yourself to think through why you're doing what you're doing. There's a whole lot of people that think that they're fooling everybody else. And by the way, they are, they are fooling the masses, right? The news, <laughs> the news fools the masses like a lot. The masses, most people don't know but you are not fooling winners. Like you're not fooling people who actually have wealth or are building wealth because they understand um, the signs, right? Like if you read if, almost every millionaire, when they read Millionaire Next Door and, and you realize that most millionaires drive used cars, most millionaires uh, who are wealthy don't show their wealth at all. Like you would never know uh, they're wealthy. And this is my observation in real life. You don't know they're wealthy. They don't have that quote unquote outward signs of, of, of wealth, right? Rich dad, poor dad talks about this too, very good theme. And so, you know, they, whenever they see somebody, cause you can, you can look at what they earn, what their profession is, how old they are and, and get a sense of how they spend their money. And then you're like, cool. Like, I know they don't have any money. Like, you know, it's, it is, if, if I sit with three, 10 of us who are wealthy and we see somebody, we can pretty much tell that they don't have any money. Right. But the reverse is if we meet somebody, you know, and we and we uh, it's subtle things that you pick up on when somebody that that has money. Right. You, you might you might know they own a business. Right. Or 
or you may hear them talking mm -hmm. about uh, their investments um, or uh, and, and you may see that relative to, you know, the the appearance success of their business, they don't have a lot, but, but, but they have some investments and you begin to get a feel that, okay, this person is a wealth builder, right? And or this person is wealthy. I, I can't explain exactly how you pick it up, but once you, but once you know and you spot it and you listen and you do, it's, it's a lot of nonverbal communication too. You know, a lot of people who are not wealthy don't brag about it. You'll never know. People that are trying to would, would do a lot of bragging, right? It's, it's subtleties that you pick up on, but the people that have money uh, and, or, and are wealth builders, uh, they pick up on it. So, you know, I would, if, if, if you find yourself somebody where you make a decent income, but you are trying to show it in in, uh, in the wrong way. Um, you know, uh, analyze yourself and, and maybe go to some of your beliefs and just, you know, I think a, a small tweak is just to know you're not fooling anybody. I mean, you're fooling people who don't have money, but you're not fooling people that have money. And if you ever want to have money, those are the relationships that you want to build. Like you want to build relationships with people that have money and wealth builders so you can get it because it's not as difficult as you think. It's, it's a lot of emotional work right? It's, it's, it's mostly emotional work. And by the way, emotional work is the hardest. And emotional work is, emotional work is difficult navigating your emotions, understanding your emotions, what they mean, right? Because you're never going to get rid of emotions. Like we're human. Emotions are part of who we are. But you go from letting your emotions drive you uh, to taking a step back, observing your emotions, figuring out what they're telling you, and making the best decision based on logic and emotions combined. Because emotions can be very useful. Uh, as well, that 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 imposter syndrome, and uh, you know, initial thing you might have is, it you know, it might tell it, it might it might be uh, giving you a clue to hey, I need to do some more personal work so I can grow beyond um, where I am, um, so that I can handle and attract the money that I feel I deserve and is coming my way. And so here's a good exercise to do if you want to improve your self-perception and work on the imposter syndrome. Um, like write down 25 to 50 things that you've accomplished in life. They can be big, they can be small, but 50 is easy, right? Write down 50 things that you've accomplished in life, right? And then, and, and I know you might be thinking, I can't think of 50 things. Everybody has 50 things, write them down. And then every day, write down five things you accomplish or, I mean, you can do three things you accomplish, but just make it a habit of every day focusing on things that you've accomplished. And that will uh, help build your self-esteem, your self-perception. Another thing you can do is visualize yourself, right? Visualize yourself, hang around people that, um, that are wealthy or wealth builders. Visualize yourself with the wealth right? Appreciate it. Love it. Like write down the things that you want, write down obnoxious things that you want, um, that you can like afford. Cause again, it's not about, you know, the things, right. It's about the things being bought in proportion to your wealth. So, so write down obnoxious things that you, that you want to spend your money on, write down the investments that you bought to pay for those things, right. Visualize like, and, and, and if you can't visualize, that means you need to read more books on what the people. So read the millionaire next door read rich dad poor dad um find wealthy people who you know are wealth builders look at what they do talk to them build conversations make it to where you understand the quote-unquote language 
that I was explaining earlier where you just know, right? Um, and it's not a verbal language. It's a lot of nonverbal uh, communication that happens to determine somebody's wealthy or not. But understand that, and then you will begin to um, uh, overcome that imposter syndrome. So I hope this helps somebody. Y'all enjoy your day until tomorrow.